St. Patrick's Day. What day? What day is that? Is that today or tomorrow? That is, dude. I don't fucking know. What day is that? That's today. It's always on Saturday, isn't it? Is it? Oh yeah. Oh, shit. Should I say? Should I throw in some happy St. Patrick's Day in the intro or something? I don't know. As a person that is not up on the history of St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> I I don't know if it's appropriate or not. Really. I mean, I know that's a thing. It's a way for people to go out drinking. I've been to Savannah on St. Patrick's Day. Actually, no, wait, it wasn't St. Patrick's Day. I think it was the day before St. Patrick's Day. Whatever. I stood in line for food for two and a half hours, and it was a horrible experience with that. And, yeah. If you didn't know, Savannah is, like, the second or the biggest it's one of them too, but it's either the second largest or the or the largest uh, St. Patrick's Day celebration in like the country in Savannah, Georgia. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's okay. It's whatever. It's that all right. Like a grand time, dude. It's in Georgia. Like it was dumb. Now that I think about it, be oh yeah, we you have to get. I mean, I know why that they do it, but I wasn't there to drink. Like, I was there with my wife's family, so I was trying to be respectful and stuff, you know. And um, we go to this bar. My wife and I went to this bar because I was like, I just want want something. Be, well, okay, the, the bar was – it's one of those um, – they make the slushies, the alcoholic slushies, you know. Yeah. So we were like, yeah, let's get one. You know, whatever, just one. Not that big of a deal. It's St. Patrick's Day, whatever. And so we we got we went in there to get one, and they were like, "Oh, well, do you have your wristband?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> and they were like, "Do you have your wristband?" And we were like, "What? What is this wristband you speak of?" He was like, "Oh, well, you have to buy a wristband in order for us to sell you alcohol." And I was like, "You have how much is the wristband?" And it was like fifteen bucks. And they were like, yeah, you have to buy a wristband for like 15 bucks, and then you can come in here and you can buy a drink. I was like, so is the drink free then with the wristband? And they were like, uh, no. And, well, obviously, yeah, it was like, no way. And I was like, this, what? This made no sense. So we just decided not to do it because there's no point in getting a wristband to then spend money on a drink. And I was like, this is dumb. Actually, now that I think, no, we didn't do it. We didn't do it. I can't remember if we did or not. I just remember getting super pissed. I was like, why am I buying this? Like, I'm just trying to give you money for this. Why do I need a wristband? But I think that the wristbands are like something to do. Like, it's a way for them to get taxes or something like that to where they don't have to worry. The the shops themselves don't worry about uh, the tax of the drink. They get a way to, like, go around the taxes of it. I'm not quite sure. For that weekend, because there's, like, so many people there. So I, I don't know. Or maybe it's just a way for them to be like, hey, if they have a wristband, they're over the age. Yeah, they could probably make money on some stuff. Right. Doing that. But, yeah, that's, that's about – that's my experience with St. Patrick's Day. What's your experience with St. Patrick's Day? I don't really have one, to be honest with you. Just, <laughs> I, you've never here. okay. You've never been pinched as a child for not wearing green. Oh yeah, I got pinched. <laughs> I don't give a I don't give a hoot about wearing 
green? You, you, I don't you have the don't... time to remember what day St. Patrick's Day is. Exactly. Well, have a merry St. Patrick's Day, everyone, and hello and welcome to... Uh, are we made by Gamer now? I mean, I've been trying to do it for the last, like, century and a half, so it's really... You know, balls in your court at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well... The Made by Gamer slash Codec Call podcast by Z Targeting. Um, I'm Luke, and this week I'm joined by Dakota. What's going on, man? What is up? Not a whole lot. So, Dakota. <laughs> I you... love the way you answer those. Those are totally rhetorical questions, but you answer them every single podcast. <laughs> Whatever, moving on. I'm just trying to be a personable person. So, Dakota, what you been playing? Um, so Polytopia is a phone game. What? The whole, what? What is Poly, who? I'm gonna tell you! Oh, okay. So Polytopia, it's a phone game that, uh, it's basically a dumbed down version of Civilization, and, um, it used to be on your phone, and it used to be, um... It used to be only like on on one person's phone, and you just did a pass and play, right? Well, like two weeks ago, I think they uh, added online play with it. So I've been playing a lot of that because I have like three games going with like a couple people, a couple of different groups from work and stuff. I am not very good, even though I consider myself to be near professional at civilization i am not good at polytopia so there's that um i watched this youtube video on bobby fisher yes the chess player and that of course yeah and that (laughs) and that inspired me to start playing chess again so (laughs) i've been playing a lot of chess who have you been? Have you been playing against anyone? No, dude, I'm not that good. What the hell? <laughs> the computer, dude. It's oh, all, oh, yeah, on the, on the computer. They have a free version. They have a free to play version on um, Steam. <laughs> I've been playing. Um, I've been trying to replicate Bobby Fischer's moves. Nah, it's not going too well. Um, and then. Yeah, I'm really bad at chess. Then I've obviously been playing um, Bloodborne a lot, a lot, a lot. I've been, I've been addicted. Um, so I beat you. Yep. By like miles. Yep. I must say. Um, and now I because so I played through it. So this is the issue, and I'm yelling at you on this one. <laughs> This okay. is the issue. I've been trying like hell to talk to somebody about my experiences with Bloodborne because I just want to talk to people about this game. And the issue is, is that the people that I talk to normally is like you <laughs> whenever it comes to these types of games. The problem is, is that you haven't played it and like you haven't beat it. I know that you know a lot about it, but you haven't pl- played it or beat it yet. So, I'm trying to talk to you about this stuff 
or I'm trying to talk to someone about this stuff, but everybody that I've tried to talk to, they're either A, playing something else, or B, just not playing it. And it's getting really annoying and really bothersome. I understand why, but you know whenever you just have those moments in a video game and you're like, I just need to talk to somebody about this stuff, and nobody's there for me right now. It's lonely at the top, bro. <laughs> but so I played it. Um, I got the I beat it to get I did the like basically the hardest version of the endings. There's three endings. I did the hardest one because I decided like going through that game. I realized I was getting a lot of stuff like I was completing the game nearly. So I don't really have that many more trophies left to 100 percent it. So I was like, why? Why not? Why don't I just finish this out and try to 100% it? Because I personally think that, one, beating Bloodborne is an accomplishment. Like, I'm very proud of that. Two, two, uh, to 100% Bloodborne, that'll be crazy. So, and luckily there's nothing ridiculous like beat the entire game without getting hit or anything like that. God, I hate that. Like, I hate whenever trophies are just so ridiculous that there's no point in even trying. Um, But... Like I, I mean, I was talking to you about getting weapons, um, the uh, extra weapons and stuff. You don't even have to get those to 100% the game. So, um, I've decided that I'm gonna 100% the game. Um, I went, I did the hardest ending there, and now I'm on New Game Plus, and it's really freaking hard, like really hard. So I just got back to I just beat Father Gaston or however the hell you say his name, and um, I beat him, and I'm back to Old Yarnum. So basically, where we were whenever you were here and trying to play yeah. is where I'm at again. Um, I didn't I haven't gone through Old Yarnum yet. Um, I'm trying to now weasel my way through to figure out like what portions of the game I can now cut out in order to beat the game faster on new game plus but at the same time i don't know if it's worth that because if i beat it on new game plus i mean playing it on new game plus if i miss things then i don't get the blood echoes from it which means i can't level my character up which means that whenever i get to the later bosses they're going to be like really freaking hard and i'm not going to have the extra experience and stuff and levels and blah 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 for it so I don't know if that's a good idea. So then I considered just starting the game over again, like not a new game plus, just a new, another new game and playing it that way because I can just make different characters and play them through and get the different endings to then get the rest of the, the trophies. So I'm considering, but whatever. Um, now I'm going through this complicated maze of Chalice Dungeons, which are – I'm on the Defiled. Do you, know, you don't know anything about the Chalice Dungeons at all, right? Not really. So the not, def- not the specifics. Like there's a couple of the higher ranking chalice dungeons that are really freaking hard. Like they'll have something special about them. So I'm on the defiled root chalice right now and um that's like one of the harder ones and it the way that it makes it hard is the enemies are basically new game plus enemies. So I'm fighting them as harder than normal enemies, and they take your um, your health go drops all the way back down to what it was whenever you first start the game. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, dude, it's it's kind of shitty. The the good thing is is that like you, my weapons are still leveled up. Like I have um, the uh, a ten 
attend Ludwig Ludwig's Holy Blade, which, by the way, good call on that, dude. That is the best weapon ever. I love that thing. That's what um, I'm saying. Because I, I love the great swords in Dark Souls, so mm-hmm. that was good. I mean, I, I got the Rider Palash. Uh, if you want to talk about that, so yeah, we should do. We should just have a bloodborne talk. Anyways, though, um, so I got the Rider Palash, but you, they only, bloodborne is a dick, and they only give you, they only give you one of the, it's okay. So like, you use the blood shards to level up a uh, a weapon, um, and then once you get to a certain point on whatever weapon it is, then you have to do the twin blood shards. Uh, which level it up to another point, and then I think once you get to like six, six and up, it's um, uh, bloodstone chunks, which that le- that allows you to go from six to nine, and then to get any weapon up to ten, you have to have a blood a blood rock. Yeah. So, and the game, in the normal game, they only give you one blood rock. So you only have the option of leveling, uh, of fully leveling up one weapon in each run through. So, and it's like literally, I think you have two more bosses after, this is not, not counting the, the special ending. You only have, no, you only have one more boss after you get it. So once you get the bloodstone rock, I mean the blood rock, you then have um, you have one more boss to fight before you beat the game, and it, like it, it just sucks. So like you have to play through the entire game again to level up another weapon to ten. But in the chalice dungeons, they do have the opportunity of you to get rocks in um, the chalice dungeon. So I'm pl- playing through to try to get more chunks. Uh, I mean rocks. Or you can use 60 – get the 60 freaking insight to get a chunk. I mean rock. Oh, God dang Jesus it. Christ. A rock. Yeah. Well, so that's going to be like people that do PvP and yeah. farm insight. Yeah. So like I'm – and I because I want to get the Rider Palash on there because I love – the swords in this game are freaking awesome. But I've, I really wanted to – I will now want to get the uh, Chikagi. If you know about that, but I'm trying to get these weapons and it's really freaking complicated. And the, the child, the, I'm venting the child's dungeons. They're such horseshit, dude. Oh my God. Like you'll be playing through and you're like, okay, I'm getting, I'm going through this child's dungeon just to get some good stuff. And the drops to my knowledge are almost completely random. Almost. I don't I don't know if I have any proof of that, but they're almost completely random. So like I remember I came to this area, there's this huge ass enemy inside of it. I'm going through fighting this thing, going nuts, blah 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 blah. Finally kill this thing, and then there's this chest inside of it, and it's this really like elaborate chest. I open it up, there's tomb mold inside, dude. Nobody <laughs> wants freaking tomb mold. Oh, I was so mad. And that happens, like, I think it's just designed to, like, just... Okay, so, you know, at the very beginning of the game, uh, I was was listening to some of Brian Altano's talk on Bloodborne. And, you know, at the very beginning of the game, have you ever seen... I told my sister about this. Have you ever seen um, Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yeah. So, you know how at the very beginning of the game... There's the moat, right? You have to cross the moat. And you have all these freaking, like, the silver barracudas, the purple parrots, all these people, right? 
and there's a bunch of them, but it's only like the the first five to make it across, you know. So sure. um, it it is. You you just need to just roll with me on this one. So like. In Bloodborne, though, you start out and like everything's kind of normal, and then you come into that central plaza area, and that central plaza, there's like literally a tw- twenty enemies, literally, right? Yeah. So like, and you have no idea what to do. That central plaza with so many enemies, it's the that that's the moat. That's the moat of Bloodborne. It is designed to just be like, you know what? If you're not good enough, we're just gonna weasel your way out of this one right now. Like, let's go. You're going to die, and you're going to die a lot, and you're not going to play the game again. Therefore, you know, we just got – you're not good enough. Get out of here. And that one, that is the most accurate interpretation of the game I've ever heard in my life. And two, I think the same is happening with these dungeons where, like, they're like – the good stuff is at the end. You just got to go through all this freaking tomb mold to get it. So, yeah. I'm, but yeah. I, be, I beat you, so it's fine. Uh, yeah. No one saw that one coming. I mean, I I honestly thought you were just gonna I because you know so much more about the lore and stuff of it than me. So I thought you would just like know exactly how to like level because I don't know. I'll be honest. Whenever it comes to like leveling up my character and get putting the extra stuff into my weapon, I have no idea what I'm doing. Zero. Almost. What I, stats did you end up focusing on? Because there, there gets to a point where you, if you add one more strength, it's not going to really change enough, you know? Right. So um, the walkthrough, yes, say what you want. I was doing, I was using a walkthrough to go through, and like just to try to like figure some things out. Um, because honestly, like whenever it came to the lore of things, which really sucks, but whenever it came to the lore of things, there was so much time. From the time that I started the game to the time that you – whenever you came here that I started playing it again to the time that I beat it. There was so much time there that by the time the lore was coming together, I just kind of – I didn't know exactly what was going on. So I used the walkthrough to kind of explain some of the lore and stuff like that. But he – I was also using it to know how to level up my character to be able to continue on. Otherwise, I, w- I would have gotten stuck forever ago. And, um, we, you and I were talking about how, like the health side of it and, um, like you shouldn't add, you should stop adding to health because once you get so far, that one extra health is not going to help you whenever you're still getting one shot by enemies. So, but I noticed that we, we had it hovering around like 30 level on health. And this dude, he had his health all the way up to 50. So I was like, I think – and he still had like a lot in the other stuff. But I mainly focused on um, health and stamina. Uh, I think I ended up at like 35 for each one of those. Um, and then I worked on skill. And then strength was like the next one. So it was mainly – like I was just trying to get somebody that could take a hit and still – like hit hard as well i really want to go back and work on like the blood tinge and arcane and stuff like that but i'm not too worried about that because my character's already set there's not much i can do the thing that sucks though is so I, we were using the holy blade and um i guess the holy blade looking back at it it's like really good for um blood tinge characters 
And like yeah. we have, I had like ten in blood tinge, so I definitely didn't use it for what it's good for <laughs> at all. Yeah, you definitely got to look at what what skills it scales with. Right, and I, I mean, I, I didn't really look into that too much. And there's definitely a point, like you, you don't want to, you, you're not gonna be able to max out everything, so you kind of want to find your lane and then just max out like those two or three skills right. and then not worry about the other stuff. Right. That's yeah. I wasn't, it's fine. We're through. I just, um, I do want to say that on the defiled dungeon, um, root chalice, my bad. They, um, I just got through the first layer of it and I fought, um, crap, uh, keeper of the old Lords. And I, we, it's not a boss that you play in the game. And that thing, oh my god, with uh, with the health that you get at the beginning of the game, I died at least twenty times, dude. That boss sucks. I bet. Yeah, it's it's, but whatever, because it like because that thing can one shot you, no problem. And that's the first one. I have four more bosses to go through. With my health at, that low. Yeah. Can't get hit. No, dude. The the time that I actually beat the the enemy though the boss, uh, I think I got hit once and I was proud of myself. But whatever, it's fine. Just too mold, dude. Nobody wants that shit. Yeah. Okay, moving on. What did you? What have you been playing? So that's a loaded question. Um. I really haven't been playing much, to be honest with you, lately. Just uh, after we did our little Bloodborne. How far did you get? Not far. Not far. So I played for a little bit. Pretty much the last time I texted you about Bloodborne was the last time I played. Um, Because right after that time, I moved to nights at my job. So I had a lot less free time. Um, I've started trying to eat healthier. So I've been cooking a lot more. So that's been taking up, you know, time on a daily basis. And um, I enjoy it and I feel better. So I don't want to give that up. And I've been trying to meal prep on the weekends. So I just have, you know, more free time during the week. Right. So we're working on that. So hopefully I'll I'll be able to game more. Um, And I started uh, uh, seeing a nice lady. So that's been taking up some time on the the weekend. So really gaming hasn't been... um, (laughs) On at the forward. forefront right now. So, instead, I, I have been uh, watching more TV and movies, because I can do that while doing other stuff. So, I've been watching a bunch of Silicon Valley, which is a hilarious show. Uh, I watched Atlanta Season 1, and I've been keeping up with Season 2 as that comes out. That's a great show. Uh, a bunch of random movies. But, as well, I'm trying to work through all the Marvel cinematic universe since i've been so behind on that for the last 10 years so i'm finally up to iron man 3 and i've been watching them in like order of release or whatever so i remember i always wrote those off because i was like iron man who cares about iron man he's a dude in a suit thor what are they gonna make a thor movie about you know like who cares like doctor strange like what are they gonna make a movie about you know i always wrote them off and i didn't realize they're actually like pretty good movies like they're it's good stories good characters like they 
they're more than just a you know a comic book movie. So I'm seeing why everybody is so obsessed with them. Um, so those are great. Uh, I did watch a few of them out of order. You know, I watched Doctor Strange. It's on Netflix, which I I enjoyed way more than I thought I would. Um, I did see Spider-Man: Homecoming when it was in theaters. That's fantastic. Redeeming the Spider-Man franchise. And um, I just saw Black Panther as well, which is a really great movie. IMO. So that's what I've been checking out. So let's get into the news. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. So Let's not get into the news. No, not yet. Um, so... I know that you say you didn't make it far, but this is what I'm saying. We, I've been trying to talk about it forever, so you're talking about it. So you you got you never beat Victor Amelia, right? Victor oh, Amelia. That's, that's where I'm at. Okay, so did you ever fight uh, the dude, the Gatling gun dude? No. Oh God, dude. You should really just go do that because he's actually really easy. He pissed me off by telling me that he's not that that he's really hard. I mean, I tried to fight him the like when you very first meet him. Yeah. Well, yeah. So they said that the walkthrough that I was using, they were like, "Yeah, don't do that." <laughs> so I didn't. And then, um, then I went back though, and they were like, "Yeah, you can cheese it by just getting up there and immediately locking onto him and just shooting like three rapid succession bullets, and he'll fall." Like you'll push him off the ledge. Oh yeah. So I was Jeez. like, yeah, that that's exactly what I did. Actually, and for the record, though, I um, uh, I did. I got all the way through it, and I got to the point where like you can befriend him, and he was like, yeah, just don't kill the beast, and we're fine. And I was like, okay, whatever, I won't kill the beast then, no problem. And so that's what I did, but then I ended up, like, I got in a corner and I had to kill them, otherwise I would have died. So I was like, nope, screw it, I'm killing him. And so I was just hoping that he wouldn't see it, and he did see it and started shooting at me, like, immediately. And so I had to go up there and kill him. He, It's his fault, dude, not mine. But yeah. Sure. No, dude, it's, it's his fault. And then, well, the, whatever. Okay, moving on, let's go to the news. Dick. Uh, Sonic Mania Plus got announced for physical release this summer, um, expanding on the original Sonic Mania with Encore mode, whatever that is, and two more animal friends you can play as. What, what's their names? Ray and somebody? Uh, shit. You, uh... Axel? No. I don't know. No, not Axel. I forgot. Anyway, it doesn't matter. No, I'm gonna look this shit up. You can keep talking, though. It'll probably be pretty dope. Sonic Mania is a pretty dope game. Some more of that's good. Hopefully, it's a substantial addition. Right. I mean... It would be all the way at the freaking bottom, wouldn't it? Ray and... Bumble? Encore. No, wait. No, that's Encore mode. <laughs> Mighty. Ray and Mighty. Oh, Mighty. I was way off. Mighty the Armadillo and Ray the Flying Squirrel. Hmm. Oh, I thought that these were actual, like, character characters. Like, from past games. I thought they were, too. Does Does it say how many new levels there are? 
Da-da-da. Hold, please. No. Oh. Uh, no. It just says Sega Genesis reversible cover. Uh, two new characters, all new arco- uh, encore mode, and more holographic packaging and 32 page art book in store mm-hmm. summer 2018. Man, that that almost for someone that has played it and already beat it, like that honestly doesn't really sound like it's worth the full price. But maybe the the kind of expansion or something, like you pay like ten bucks and upgrade or something. That would be nice, but I really want the art book. Yeah. If well, time. uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't want the art book. I hope that they come out with a collector's. Sonic Mania Plus edition, if that makes sense, to where like, cause you know the collector had that came with the statue and everything of Sonic Mania. I want yeah. them to repackage that with the Sonic Mania Plus. That would be dope. Yeah, that I I'm definitely be in for all that. Oh, and, and, and dude, it has four player competition mode. Nice. Was it that was in the original, wasn't it? Or no. Oh. It says all-new four-player competition mode as well as an encore mode. I wonder what the encore mode is. I think it's just playing through again. Like a new game plus sort of a thing. Harder in some fashion. Right. I don't know how. Like it, yeah. Maybe they replace all the rings with spikes. That would be fun. No, that would suck, dude. This is, No, this no. Oh, anyway... Um, I figure we should probably talk about like the Nintendo Direct last, since there's a lot of news there. And kind of get through the small news stories before doing the meteor one. Is that what you want to do? We'll do it. We'll do it. Okay, so um, Drizzy himself, the sixth god uh, Drake, broke Twitch records by randomly streaming with Ninja, one of the top Fortnite streamers. Um, he tweeted going on Twitch soon with Ninja and then ended up breaking Twitch's single viewer record. And uh, some other gentlemen joined in on them, such as uh, rapper Travis Scott and then um, some football player, NFL player. I don't know his name. No disrespect to the guy, but I just don't know. I don't remember his name. Don't disrespect him, dude. So... I- I thought this was a pretty cool moment for the culture. It it wasn't just you know it wasn't Snoop Dogg at at a E3 or you know like Zac Efron at E3 where they're just standing there filming them and obviously they don't give a shit and they're just paid to be there. It seemed like a genuine like, like right. They genuinely enjoyed this game and just wanted to play it and everybody wanted to watch them. And it's I mean these are really you know wealthy folks so it's, it's just cool to see games you know being promoted at at, at this level of pop culture which is you know what the, the point that we're at i think right i dude i don't care about rappers playing fortnite i'm sorry also fortnite like what happened I mean, it, Fortnite just did what PUBG didn't, and that's – they updated it. They, I mean, 
I don't know because in all honesty, I think the whole reason why Fortnite is bigger than PUBG right now is only because Fortnite it has been able because it's on so many other platforms it's yeah. been, and it's free yeah. like it it gets less criticism for it for the cheating like PUBG gets a lot of stuff for the cheating but i mean you're always there's always going to be cheaters there's no way around it there's always going to be cheaters yes that there's a, a cuz i think that there's a statistic that came out it was like 99% of all the cheaters banned from PUBG are from china like it was a crazy statistic and i'm not even making that up it was 99% um they uh but the amount of cheating on PUBG really sucks but because of the framework that it was built and the the systems that it's on it has it's easier to cheat on PUBG than it is in Fortnite it just is so there's less rampant cheating on Fortnite than there is PUBG. So that's one reason why Fortnite's bigger. Um, the other thing is obviously it's free. So that's another thing. And it's just overall, it's less janky because, I mean, the if for people that didn't know, Fortnite's built by Epic using Epic's own engine. PUBG is built by Bluehole using the Epic engine. So which one do you think it's going to run on? Obviously, Epic's going to tailor to their own game. So that's another it just runs with less jank but i and it's also free and they've been able to, they just have a bigger team like everything with with port with fortnite is just it's bigger they're able to do it better more efficiently than PUBG can i still prefer PUBG only because i don't really like the building i'm sorry i don't like the building it's the buildings some people like it some people hate it i don't like the building i don't understand how it works i don't want to understand how it works and i think it's kind of i think it's cheap as shit because like i played fortnite one time and got all the way to it was just me and one other dude and the person just built this freaking tower i didn't collect any materials to build so i can't build this tower so i just tried to demolish his but because things can be floating in the air like it didn't matter that i was on the bottom trying to just kill uh, trying to just destroy his levels you know so i i feel like it was just a cheap way for me to lose because he just built all the way up and then shot me from way up high where i couldn't shoot him but it whatever that's yeah yeah i agree i like PUBG better i think it's you know they did the battle royale genre the 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 first best you know best first they did they did correctly earlier than everybody else yeah but fortnite they've updated it they fix things. They do the cool modes like 50 versus 50 or right. 20 versus 20 versus 20 versus 20 um, and all that stuff. So it's just. And it's free. And it, it runs fine on consoles where PUBG had a really rocky experience on its Xbox version. And it's free. So it's just crazy. Okay, moving on. And it's free. Uh Dante will be in Monster Hunter World. Have you been? You, well, you haven't been playing video games. Yeah, Monster <laughs> Hunter World is—it's a fun game. I'm—I've just started it. Um, I, people are like getting hooked on it like crazy. 
and a lot of people that have never played a Monster Hunter game are getting hooked on it like crazy, which is I think is a testament to how well designed it is. Right. So that's definitely one I want to get back to, but I I worry with it being kind of an online community type deal, like how far behind I'm going to be or will the community still be there or how fun is it single player, you know? Right. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, we just got to see. I, I saw the trailer for it. The trailer looked kind of cool. If you watch the trailer for it. Yeah. It looked kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Graphically, it, it looks fantastic. Um, the Monster Hunter games, I did, I, I bought one of the DS ones for like real cheap, uh, used just to kind of get a feel for it. Like last year, Mm -hmm. um, and they're, they always feel slightly janky in the controls, like, cause they're so complicated with everything you can do. So Mm -hmm. it it definitely feels better on a full like PS4 controller. Um, but it's still like just a little bit weird to control. So I'm still getting used to that, but. I don't know. Some people describe it the same as um, Dark Souls. Like it's it's a high learning curve, but once you get into it, it's fantastic. Maybe I should play it then. I mean, I would get Dark Souls for the cheap instead, because that I know Dark Souls for a fact is amazing. Monster Hunter World, I can't a hundred percent put my stamp of approval on it, but it's, my- it's 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 getting you know it's it's inching towards the stamp for sure. Right. I'm, uh, I'm for, so I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of nervous about the the Dark Souls, just because like yeah I like Bloodborne so much, but really the thing that draws me into Bloodborne is like the way it looks, the the horror aspect of it. And I I don't know if Bloodborne. I mean Dark Souls will really grab me the way Bloodborne did because it looks. It's not that horror element, creepy ass beast. You know what I mean? I that, would give it a shot because I felt the exact same way about Bloodborne. Uh, like, wait, that you wouldn't like Bloodborne because of the way it looks? Yep. Okay. The, uh, I don't like British stuff. I think the whole British aesthetic is corny. I don't care. Dude, you're you know. so wrong right now. Like, I don't think that you've ever said anything more inaccurately in your entire life. Like, London is so foggy, like, and rainy and gray with their crumpets and tea, which I can't be talking too much shit about tea because I love black coffee. But I was like, I don't want to be dark souls and around in this British world, but uh, ended up loving it. I just you you disappoint me. I personally think so. If you okay, so now I have a question. God dang it! I'm sorry. <laughs> we're I'm, we're off on a slight tangent. Um. So do you prefer which which aesthetic do you prefer though? Right now, like you've played both, whatever, whatever, whatever. Which one would you say right now that you prefer? I mean, I gotta go with Dark Souls, but since i've been digging more into bloodborne like i w- once it starts doing weird stuff and going in different lanes and and everything um i i am really enjoying it Th- the fact that it's so scary is is great because that just it's a, it's a tough game it's a scary game to play just in terms of the difficulty mm-hmm. but now that they're complementing that with the actual setting 
is awesome. Uh, but I mean, I, I love fantasy. I love the dragons and knights and whatever. So Dark Souls is great for that too. But that's still my favorite. But I think they're both great aesthetics. I feel like you. I feel like it's more of a nostalgia. Well, because like with Dark Souls, you you can use a shield, you can use a short sword or a gigantic great sword or axe. You can, um, you know, use little armor and be fast, or you can put on a ton of armor and be a tank but move super slow. Um, you can cast spells. Um, you know, you have all these other options where Bloodborne is kind of it limits your playstyles in a way. It, I mean, it's it's still pretty versatile, but you can't play defensively. Um, and being long range is tough. Like, you know, there's no bow and arrows or nothing like that. Like Dark Souls has or crossbow or whatever. But do we really need bow and arrows? I mean, they're good for some things. I guess. I they're, they're both fantastic. All right, moving on. Uh, uh, Black Ops 4 got announced. Uh, it has a stupid logo. And that is all. Yeah, stupid logo. Um, I forgot. Crap. What? What was? Uh, James Harden. James Harden. Like, oh yeah, he wore the hat. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Uh, Moving on. Division two. The division two got announced, which is cool. Yeah, I just really want like a hundred people to jump from a plane and land on an island and go about it in division two i I think division two would be really cool to have a battle royale mode that actually yeah that would be good i think it's probably the mo the the best game that could utilize a battle royale mode besides maybe metal gear i think metal gear would be perfect but i'm only yeah. saying that because of the fox engine yeah which r.i.p yeah but yeah. uh, the division two i'm excited to see how they do on this one um you know, Division One also had a, a rough start, but it ended up being a game that people got really invested in. And uh, you know, I, I at the end of the day, after playing through most everything in Destiny Two, uh, you know, I'm not playing it anymore, and I'm kind of run out of stuff to do. There's stuff that I care to do, so hopefully, the Division can can kind of reap improvements in the same way that Destiny Two did on the base game, but, but keep that going and, and have that longevity. Cause I, th- I think the first division did a good job of updates and expansions and keep keeping people going for a while. So I think if they can get, a, get a great game at the start and keep that going like they did with division one, it could be a very strong title. Right. And I'm a sucker for those destiny style games, which like it's, they're kind of pointless to just, run around and shoot stuff and level up and then get a better gun and run around and shoot more stuff. But I don't know. I like them. I mean, whatever. Well, I just, I just hope that they do it right. Last time was kind of dumb. And I don't they like, It had such good ideas and then it just kind of fell off. But whatever. Moving on. Valve is making and shipping games again. So this is starting... Half-Life 3 confirmed. Well, it's starting with Artifact, their Dota card game. (laughs) But I really hope this is just 
you know, the entry point. Um, they did say games, plural. So hopefully we see, like, I mean, I bet we'd see, like, Left 4 Dead 3 or something like that. Uh, no way. They've been kind of keeping um, the Portal IP active with, like, there was that Portal uh, bridge constructor thing. So hopefully we see another Portal. That would be amazing. Half-Life 3, uh, never. I've written that off. I, Although I, I would love to revisit you, the Half-Life universe. But you think that... But you think that Left 4 Dead 3 will come? I feel like if they if they release a 3, Half-Life 3 is probably going to happen. If they release a 3 of anything. Well, so what if they do the, the 3 box? And it's Half-Life 3, Portal 3, and then either Left 4 Dead or Team Fortress for the, for the multiplayer shooter side of it. Like, like people, all, that would be together? fucking amazing. People would lose their shit. Well, yeah, but I don't think they'll do that. I don't think they'll do that. But, like, what do you mean? As a bundle or if they just release them over time? Well, I mean, they did the orange box. I don't think they do a bundle, but if they all hit, like, right at the same time or right around the same time. I don't think that they'll do that. It's like Valve's back with the the threes. I, if, if Valve did – it's dumb for Valve to do all three like that only because they're losing out on so much money. If they release one and then wait a year, release another one, and then wait a year and release another one, they'll make so much more money. Because if, if they do Half-Life 3, Portal 3, and Left 4 Dead 3, maybe even Team Fortress 3, like that's four games right there. If they do all three of them, I mean all four of them at the same time, you have to choose between which one you're buying. Yeah, that, that's absolutely right, and that's why uh, you know, like Sony, they do a really good job with their first party games, kind of giving them their own space, waiting three to six months, and then giving the next game its own space. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll we just have to see. And yeah, I mean, Valve's smart enough that they're gonna they're gonna follow that same same uh, mentality, right? But I just I I want like a single player shooter from them, and I feel like Half Life. Well, since that writer kind of leaked the Half Life Three story, I don't think we we're gonna see that. But may, what if they did like? something else in that universe or like something original like they they just make such amazing for single player first person shooters right i don't know i'm this shit ain't gonna happen i, I don't want to get excited that's true there's no point moving okay. on so shadow of the tomb raider is finally official so i don't even remember how long ago it was but this leaked from some guy working on his laptop on the train or something, seeing Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, and then even even the reveal got kind of messed up because uh, they said, oh, we're going to have an announcement tomorrow. People looked at the source code on the website, and in the source code it said Shadow of the Tomb Raider coming <laughs> September 14th, which I think is hilarious. It is. But uh, very excited this is finally coming out, um, and it will be out in like six months. Um, which is great. The the Tomb Raider reboots I've really enjoyed because, uh, you know, the Uncharted series was inspired by Tomb Raider. Then the Tomb Raider reboots were inspired by Uncharted to be like, you know, solid stories, good characters, not cheesy, make it realistic. 
Um, y- you know, they, they felt like really legitimate uh, single-player adventures, you know, kind of pushing the medium forward, making it a more human story, you know? And right. Rise of the Tomb Raider... I mean, so the first one was, was really good, but the way that Rise kind of expanded... And you had to craft stuff and gather stuff, and it's just a very big, lush world. Um, I really, I, I haven't, I'm like halfway through Rise, but that's a really great game, and I, I want to play it on the Xbox One X. I can't remember if I installed it on the on the X, but I hear it looks amazing in 4K. So very stoked for the next next Tomb Raider. I mean, have you I, had a chance to check any of those out? No, unfortunately. I know. I think that it was free on Steam for a little bit. It may still be free on Steam for for a little bit. The first one, not the the Rise, the other one. Yeah. Um, but I one my computer's not strong enough to handle a game like that graphically. Um, I mean, if you can do PUBG, you might. I don't think so. I mean, it, it, it's going to be that, – that'll be a stretch. It'll be a stretch. I don't know. point is that I, I've been meaning to play it, but with the backlog, dude, I just – I don't have it. Not to mention Bloodborne has me in its grasp. Yeah. Speaking of which, can we talk about how it's free on PlayStation Plus right now? Sure. So everybody needs to go out and get it, and everybody needs to play it, and everybody needs to talk to me about it since I'm in dire need to talk to somebody about it. <laughs> Moving on. So, well, real quick with Tomb Raider is the the Tomb Raider movie premiered today or no yesterday. Um, apparently, it's kind of mediocre. I was hoping yeah. it'd be really good. I like the uh, the actress that plays Laura Croft. You know. She she seemed to mirror how they redid the character pretty right. accurately, and you know I, I liked how they they changed Laura into a more human character. So in the games, so I was kind of stoked to check that out. But apparently it's it's kind of meh. So, yeah, okay. I mean you couldn't have thought it was gonna be good. I mean I was hoping it would be better than eh, but there's I knew that it wasn't gonna be good. No, no movie games are, dude. No game movies are. So game movies aren't good, but comic book movies have been kicking ass for the last 10 years, mainly because of Marvel Studios. And uh, the Avengers Infinity War final trailer just came out. And uh, Dakota, you said you were stoked for it. I didn't say that. I said that I got tickets. Oh, okay. Stoked Stoked is way too much of a hyped word. That's a, that's too strong of a word. Yes, like I mean, I I don't know enough about the stuff, dude. I you've been out of the game for the last ten years. I've been out of the game for at least fifteen, if not more. Well, like I said, I'm only through phase one, so I watched I don't Iron even, Man one and two. I don't even know what phase one means. That's yeah, so that's okay. that's Iron Man one and two, Captain America, the the one set in World War Two, Thor, and Avengers one. See the and like I know they all like intertwine and stuff, but how important is that? It is really important because the really? end of Thor is super critical for the beginning of Avengers. Oh, like those two movies flow into each other pretty much. Because I like my my wife was here. We watched the first Iron Man. 
Because we were going to start watching them in order, and then we got watched the first Iron Man, and we never got around to the second one. So, yeah. and then I think I have and, Thor, and I've never watched it. I know I have the Avengers. Um, no, Captain America, uh, Winter Soldier, not the first one, Winter Soldier, and um, Civil War. I know I have those two. I think I may even have Ant-Man. Not yeah. sure. So yeah, it's it's just cool how like Thor flows into Avengers, which flows into Iron Man three. So it it like they just build this big universe, you know. But I'm super far behind, so I can't really talk too much about it. Mm. Okay, moving on. Kirby Star Allies came out. Looks looks like a fine game, I guess. I mean, they're cool, but I'm just not a Kirby fan. That's the only thing. I'm just I'm more excited for like the what is it the stuff coming out in May on the Switch. We got what do we got? Dark Souls. There's something else. Oh, um, I guess we'll get into the the things I'm excited about because it's all in the Nintendo Direct. So sure. Kirby Star Allies, it's like a seven out of ten or so on many places. Oh well. I mean, yeah, it's they're like Kirby is that like that game. That's all that is. Yeah. You know, it, it's a game. Like they're never it's like bad. comfort food. Right. They're never bad. They're never. They're never amazing. They're just. They're just a game. They're that game. Just if you want a game that's gonna be fun, but not like a game that's gonna be mind blowing, get Kirby. Not to mention the four player thing. Like Kirby always did really good with the four player thing, and yeah, I mean it, it's like back in the day whenever you went to well, whenever you try to play like four player co op, but you just like try to chuck people off the sides. That's like the closest thing you're gonna get to it again. Besides maybe like Mario, but Mario doesn't even do that anymore, really. Like Mario Bros. Wii U was the closest thing. Yeah. Where you're either like one person, people are trying to help, but also people are trying to hinder. So like, yeah, it's. But I'd rather do that in Mario than Kirby. Nah, dude, it's fun to like swallow each other. Oh, God. Okay, so Nintendo had a direct. Um,. With some pretty significant news, so I was finally glad to see some of their plans for this year. So, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition is coming out May 18th. Um, the only reason I'm kind of hyped for this is because I think it's just cool to see different characters from all throughout the whole Zelda franchise, you know, battling it out. And they added a few. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So th- those are kind of comfort food too, you know, just just bashing. Yeah, they're just there. That's what I'm saying. There's whatever. Uh, Travis strikes again. No more heroes. I, a little teaser. I personally think that looks awesome. I know. I can't th- wait. I know there's a lot of people that are like not into that at all, but I think it looks kind of cool. Yeah, and apparently coming out this year, which would be amazing. Um, a few ports got announced, South Park, Little Nightmares, Undertale, um, Crash Bandicoot, which, Crash, they, it was on PS4, and they never announced 
that it was going to be multi-platform, but they never said it was exclusive. So now they finally revealed that it's coming to more places. Right. Um, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is getting uh, a port to the Switch with a few more levels and stuff. Uh, Captain Toad is a great little puzzle game, so this will be perfect for the Switch to take on the go. Uh-huh. Oh, and 3DS as well. Um, so Project Octopath Traveler. No, not final pro- name. Oh, okay, never mind. It finally got its final name. <laughs> surprise, surprise, Octopath Traveler. <laughs> Which I, I was really hoping they would name it like something not that. Why, dude? It's such a good name. They could have, like, the travels of the of the eight heroes or something like that. I don't know. But it looks good. It looks I fantastic. Good... I love I love the 2D, 3D mashup. And they do it so well. So that'll be cool. Um, Okami's coming to the Switch. Luigi's Mansion's getting a remake. Which this is one remake that, I don't know, I, I really don't care about. I mean, it's fun, but... Eh. Um, Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story is getting a remake on the 3DS, similar to how the first game did last year. Which this this is a really good. This is one of the better Mario and Luigi's, in my opinion. Right. It's good, I, good to see that coming back. I think that uh, Luigi's Mansion should have came out on the Switch. Yeah. I think that'd be a better idea, but whatever. Yeah, I don't want to play it all compressed. Instead, right. You know. Oh, WarioWare Gold is coming out in, like, August. So as a huge WarioWare fan, I am super, super stoked to finally see WarioWare come back. I just hope that, because, like, I don't want to play these games, the mini games. I want new games. But I know, like, didn't they say it was, like, revamped or something? They never really came out and said that they were there is going to be brand new ones, right? Yeah, they're kind of iffy. See, and that's... Uh... I don't know how I feel. Like I want, th- I want new ones. I mean, I think I think a remake or redone ones would still be yeah fun it, because it, I haven't played them in forever. Right. Yeah, you don't really remember what there was. Yeah. How to do them? Because those games, it just gets to the point where like you know everything about like you know exactly what to do for each one of them to where it's not really much of a challenge anymore it's just like you're if you screw up then you're just screwed it just gets faster and faster right um mario tennis aces is coming out june 22nd um i really hope this is their redemption of the mario tennis franchise after it's been sullied by the wii u game and uh I don't know. There's some other bad ones in Dude, there. Dude, I think that this game looks so good. Is, it, is that bad? No, I think it does too. I, and it has a single-player RPG mode, which I'm super, super stoked for. The The funny thing was, so I was watching the Direct, and they were like, uh, they were talking about it, and they were talking about all the, like, the power-ups and stuff, and I was like, okay, that's cool, and then they were like, yeah, then, then there's so many of these serves that you can do, and I was like, okay, that's cool, and then they were like, yeah, and you can break each other's rackets, and I was like, alright, it's getting to the point where, like, what, I just want to play normal tennis, I don't want all this special, like, I want a little bit of special stuff, but not all this extra stuff, just stop, and yeah. And, 
And then that's whenever they were like, oh, and if you want to play just normal mode, we also have that. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, because I think some of those other um, uh, Mario Tennis games, it, it started to become more like a party game, you know? Right. Like a Mario Party mini game rather than an, a, a semi-realistic tennis game. Right. It was all about the power-ups and whatever. Like, I just, I wanted, yeah, because the one on the 64 was so good. And, and there was, like, barely any, there was no power-up sort of a thing. Like, you just did your serve. If you got your timing right on the serve, it would go, it would be a good one. Um, They did, yeah, it was, they just did it so well on that one. And I want the same thing. Obviously, with some more added to it, but I don't want all these power-ups. But it's it's but I guess it's a good thing whenever like it's a way to balance the game. If you if you're playing somebody that's just really good at just the normal tennis side of things, and you can just become good at the power up side of things and pull one out, you know, you pull out a win. But whatever, I I was just I was glad to see that they have a normal style mode as well. Yeah. Um. So I guess that brings us to the big news. Uh, Super Smash Bros. is coming to the Switch in what appears to be an original Smash Bros. game. I was going to say, what What do you... Uh, so is that the way you're leaning? <laughs> yeah, I don't... You don't think, think it looks port. like a remake? I, th- I think it looks like an original. I mean, it's got hmm. new characters. They, they left... The, I feel like if it was a port of Smash 4, they would have said Smash Bros. for Switch, just like it's Smash Bros. for whatever, but they left the title ambiguous. Right. Uh, It's just so... That's the one thing that bothers me. It's so soon that it's it's questionable. I mean, it's going to be four years by the time it comes out between the two. Is it? Because it was 2014. Smash 4 came out. Oh, yeah, I guess it was. Well, I guess Which it... is somewhat soon for Smash 4. Yeah, they're normally like, what, eight, seven, eight, nine years? Like, it was six. Six between Brawl and 4, and seven between Melee and Brawl. But, I mean, in my opinion, I don't think there's a whole lot more they can do. After what they did in four, right? So if it's a smaller upgrade just on the Switch, I think uh, that's enough to sell a shitload of copies. And I, I personally think that four was just. I think four maybe people are gonna say melee, but I think that just with the roster, the extra stuff added into it, four is, in my opinion, the best one. Like, like I said, everybody says everybody's just true to form with the mechanics of melee, but I think they got the mechanics pretty close, if not dead on, with four. Yeah, I, I agree. Like everybody has the nostalgia for melee, but four was just knocked it out of the park, and not enough people played it by any means. Right. Since it was on the the Wii U. Right. And that. Like, I think that at this point, really, just keep everything pretty much the same and add characters. Maybe new modes, but add characters. Yeah. And I say add, not take away. Even though that, that, that's just a problem. Like, that's just a licensing thing. You're, there's nothing you can do about that. Like, Snake's not coming back, guys. Get over it. 
Unfortunately. There's no way. But no, I, I mean, unfortunately, like, I liked Metal Gear, obviously, all this. Yeah. But I don't really want Snake in Smash. Like, it's just, that's just so out there sort of a thing. I mean, it's cool to have him in there. It's not cool to play as him. Yeah, he was a weird character. I, just, I remember I played and like he just I just kept getting him to go into the box and that got really annoying. Um. So yeah, that's exciting and it's allegedly coming out this fall. Um. So I think that's going to be what they're going to sell their online service with to get people to actually buy it and or pay for it. Their E3. Talk to. That's why I was wondering. Like, how do you think that we'll hear more at E3 about it? I think so. So, allegedly, Pokemon is coming out this year, and it's the rumors online also said that it's it's coming along quickly, but we just, we haven't seen anything about it. Right. But so I'm inc- I'm inclined to believe their whole E3 thing is going to be um, smashed this year. So, do you think that they will have? The um, do you do you think that they'll focus again on one game at E three, or are they done with that? Um, I think they, in my opinion, they shouldn't focus on one game because now they're at the point that they've got a lot of stuff going on. You know, they could at least show two. I mean, maybe I just don't, I'm I'm done with the whole. Hey, this is the game that we're launching. This is our big game. Like it or don't like it. Because they've got enough stuff in the in the pipeline that they should get people hyped about more than one thing. Hopefully, you never know though. It's Nintendo, dude. You never know. Yeah. So that's all the exciting news from the Nintendo Direct. I was really happy to uh, see that and learn all of those things. Um, so I guess that brings us to the lesser known. Wait, we need to talk about Geralt being in uh, Soul Calibur. Geralt is in Soul Calibur 6. He's yeah. even on the cover, apparently. Yeah, that's it's so weird. But I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's weird that they're focusing so much on it, right? I'm, Which is cool. I mean, it's, I'm fine with it. I I don't I don't necessarily care too much about the yeah I I don't I I'm not a big fan of Soul Calibur. I suck at it. I suck at fighting games. I suck yeah. at all fighting games, including Smash. But whatever it's cool to see you know unexpected uh, collaboration right right. I just feel like we need to toss that in there yeah okay so now does that bring us to the lesser known I mean I guess so I'm still iffy on it but I guess so (laughs) Uh, we'll just pop it in right quick Uh, so this week's lesser known is Advanced Wars uh, Nintendo's turn-based strategy game so this was actually a long-running franchise in japan and nintendo 
first brought it to the U.S. with the launch of the Game Boy Advance in 2001, right? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. It sounds right. Yeah. So this game, I think, got a lot of hype back in the day, or got a lot of playtime, just because there wasn't a huge library of stuff for the Game Boy Advance when it came out. You know, you had the Super Mario Bros. 2 remake, and, like, Rayman and Mario Kart. So it wasn't a whole lot out there, so... uh, this was a, a, a pretty beefy single player, or not only single player, but um, it had a, be- a beefy campaign, but you could also play multiplayer. Uh, you know, I actually remember, like, kids on the bus linking up and playing each dude, other. Dude, with link cables? Yeah, with link cables. Dude, dude I love link cables so much. There's, so, yeah. there's such a waste of space, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, how, how things were back in the day. Dude, I... I just I now miss trading Pokemon so much. <laughs> it, was, it was an actual you know experience. Yeah, so well I I remember like kids trying to figure out so well kids I mean I was a kid they they trying to figure out all these like uh, whatever I just remember I remember being like oh hey packing up my little backpack thingy because I had this awesome backpack for my uh uh game boy but i remember being like okay i'm gonna need this i remember whenever the the game boy advance came out too and i had a game boy advance and i still had my game boy color and i was like okay well i need to take both because i never know what if i need to trade between them two systems you know so i would just take both with me every single time dude and then i um always would keep um not the charger. I would always have like extra batteries and stuff because there was no charger back then. And then I also had um uh then you'd always like make I would always make sure I had the link cable, dude. And I had the purple uh, the one everybody had, the purple-ish pink uh blue link cable. And I remember being like waiting on the bus, waiting to for, to catch the bus and people being like, "Hey, let's let's trade these Pokémon." It's like, "All right, dude, let's do it." And then like as the trade's going down, we'd be like, "You know, if you hold down B, you can clone them. If you pull it out real quick before the transaction happens, like right whenever you see the second Pokémon go, if you pull out the cable, you can keep your Pokémon, but it'll also clone that Pokémon to go to the other person. So then you get these free Pokémon and all oh, oh my god, dude. And then battling, I'm sorry. I'm just saying link cables. I'm sorry. This this turned into a Pokemon lesser known. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of shady, like, pulling out the link cable and stuff. We, we yeah. all could have messed up our games, like, super bad Dude, by doing that. I'm sure that I... Yeah. I remember it was, like, there was um, a list just, like... I mean, it wasn't an official list, but it was a thing that every kid knew. You just don't do because this will screw up. This is like you don't trade missing known uh, or whatever his name is. You you always make sure that you're like you have to make sure that your items are right because it would duplicate items and stuff like that. And if you're trying to trade during like with items here, I'm pretty sure none of this actually happened or existed. But I because I also remember like you can't press start during the trade because if you press start during the trade it would mess up your your save file as well so i would just get so nervous i would just put the game on the ground that way i don't like accidentally hit a button <laughs> it's, it's crazy so advance wars <laughs> yep yeah, so advance wars one was fun uh they had two for the uh game boy advance as well um i think it kind of got a little resurgence when it came out for the ds yeah with the 
dual screen, touch screen, making the gameplay um, feel a lot better on that. Um, so I know that one, Dual Strike, got a lot of hype back in 05. Um, there was another DS game, which I think was kind of like really lesser known, called Days of Ruin. Um, and since then, it's been quiet on the Advance Wars front. Uh, so I think now's the perfect time. I know we say this about tons of franchises, but with, they could put it out on the 3DS or the Switch, and it would be a fantastic title on either. Yeah, I I personally... oh See, I want to say that I want it to be for the Switch, but at the same time, like, you... People... Everybody wants everything on the Switch. The... The DS is kind of a console too, guys. Yeah, and there's still some stuff coming out for it. And if they, if they make it like straight up 2D, I could see them doing it on this 3DS. Mm. I feel like that's more likely. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think that this is going to be contradictory, but I feel like Advance Wars is more of a a. Try, like you, you take it with you on the go sort of game, and I know that the Switch is that, but I, 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 the the way it, the look of it, I don't know if it's just the look of it because it's only been on, um, the handheld consoles, but like the look of it, it's just like a simplistic look that I don't think would look right on the Switch. But then again, if I mean that's just because of what it's already been on that that's the look that it associates with, you know right but whatever i mean i hope that it comes for the ds there we go i'm done there we go not to, um, not to mention it, it reminds me a lot of polytopia so i i'm definitely down to play it <laughs> <laughs> all right so w- with that should we park the bus i mean i don't think i have anything else <laughs> It's been a long time coming. Yeah. Lots of life stuff and schedule changes getting in the way. But we're still here. Yeah. Powering through. Yeah. Just grinding it out. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you guys for listening. This has been uh, made by gamer slash codec call by (laughs) Z targeting. Uh, our podcast (laughs) yeah the podcast you can follow us at c targeting 2016 on twitter and instagram you can follow myself at luke dollar 23 you can follow dakota at fox die 89 buck is at brow gaming um and carlos martinez he's semi in the thing i guess uh, at crazy zero he hasn't signed his contract yet so he's just a contract or not a contract he's just a um Whatever you call it. An, an intern. It will no, he he just he doesn't want to pay us. He thought he thinks that this is a paid internship sort of a thing where we pay him, but in in reality he pays us. Like I said on that podcast that he was on. Yeah. So I mean, Buck's paid his dues, you've paid your dues, I've paid my dues. So So yeah, so anyway, that's where you can follow us at. <laughs> uh, so like and subscribe. Uh, all that jazz. Let us know what you think, and we will see you next time.